Hi, welcome to another episode of the Leaders Foundry Podcast, where leaders are forged and fortified. My name is Davidson Young, and with me today is Mike Saparito. Mike and I will be discussing the importance of building habits as a leader. Mike recently co-founded Smart Habit, a research and technology company dedicated to revolutionizing how work gets done within the enterprise. What I like about Smart Habit is that it focuses on the in-the-moment coaching to empower leaders and teams to hit their business-critical goals by taking small steps. Smart Habit conducts practical research, powers an engagement platform, and anchors a growing community of experts, business leaders, and ambassadors. Mike and I actually met during our coaching training program. What I really like about Mike is his enthusiasm. It's very magnetic when you hear his energy come out of the speakers. Mike, welcome to the podcast, and would love for you to tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. Sure thing. Uh, well, first of all, it's, it's great to be doing this. You and I have been talking about this for quite some time, so it's, it's, it's fun and I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, you know, so I am, uh, I'm, a re- I'm a recovering people pleaser now. So, <laughs> you, know, you know, I've been doing all sorts of stuff for the last uh, 10 or 15 years. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, we, uh, we connected through the coaching training. And I'm just really at this exciting point where, as you mentioned, um, the work we're doing at Smart Habit, um, is, is great in so many ways. We're helping a lot of people. Uh, it's very rewarding. And, uh, you know, just looking, looking forward to kind of sharing, sharing a little bit about what we're doing uh, here today on the show. Well, I know you've had a, a long, successful career doing sales. What motivated you to strike out on your own? Well, you know what? Since, uh, since I was uh, a, little, a little boy, I mean, I, I can honestly remember always envisioning you know, building a business and, and running that business. And, and to be fair, uh, for, for the last 10 years, you know, I just had a tremendous experience uh, working for a firm where I connected with some of the, the best and brightest leaders, you know, in Fortune 500 companies, uh, and really was a, a, an incredible training ground uh, for running my own business. Mm. Um, but then it's just been a, a variety of factors, um, most, of them, most of them being internal factors, internal drivers, about two, two and a half years ago where I said, you know, this was no longer something I, I want to do or should do. It was, it really became something I must do hmm. and uh, made some, made some choices um, to leave a, a very good situation in search of something um, that'll hopefully be even better, not only for myself, but for the people I work with and uh, the people that we help out and serve through our business. Tell us a little bit more about that internal driver. What, what does that mean? Yeah, you know, it, you can run, but you can't hide. I mean, the, the, the internal driver, I, I'm not sure, you know, the best way to describe it beyond, um, you know, when, when you slow down and listen to what you really want, you know, sometimes it's, uh, it's, it's quite interesting. Sometimes you like what you hear, sometimes you don't. Um, but it's really just been this internal drive to create mm-hmm. and to, to, build, um, to build and operate something, uh, something in this case, of course, being a business in a very particular way. And it's not so much from a, from a place of necessarily knowing um, the best way to do something, but it's having a real distinct view that things can be done in a very certain way okay. uh, with a lot of intention. So it's just kind of those, those forces where it just said, look, this, this is a must. And um, through an unex- unlikely series of events, here we are today. Hmm. And, and so I, I sense it's uh, about creating something on your own versus you know, being sort of at the mercy of the, the needs of the corporation or the organization that you work for. 
You, you know, I think it's I think it's partially correct. I mean, it's it's partially correct in that there's there's certainly a lot of uh, you know independence and autonomy that mm. um, I both kind of bring to the table and, and seek out. So, so there's there's no question um, that there's there's that element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would say no in that uh, in in two respects. The first respect is that it's actually not about doing it by myself. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's doing it with and for people uh, that I not only respect, but I, I, I enjoy working with, I enjoy okay. working for, and that truly value kind of what what makes me and us unique. So that would that would be the, the first one. And you know, and, and I would say that the, the second thing, so first one being not doing it alone. And the second thing is it's, it's not so much about not being able to, uh, to, to take orders or, or anything like that, because the reality is, is you're always answering to someone, be it, your, <laughs> be it yourself or, or your, your, your customers, yeah. your, customers uh-huh. your investors, whoever uh-huh. it may be. But at the end of the day, I would say to summarize, it's, it's actually around values. Mm. And um, a couple of years ago, I would, I would say values was a bit of a buzzword or a tagline, at least to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just takes on it. They've, they've taken on a different, um, mm. different meaning in my life. And what I've realized is generally when I'm stressed or I'm uncomfortable, there's a value of mine that's being stepped on. Mm. And uh, like I said, a few years ago, I decided that um, the only person who can allow people to step on your values is you and mm-hmm. I took responsibility for that and, and uh, made some changes. So you, uh, this is really uh, um, pursuing and fulfilling your values. Absolutely, it it it's it's so much. It's exactly that. I mean, it's it is a pursuit. Um, it's a journey. It's an adventure. You know, pick your pick your metaphor yes. of uh, of choice. Uh-huh. Um, but it uh, it's truly not the destination. Although I hope the destination has beautiful weather and great food and, <laughs> and all that fun stuff. But it's it's truly about the the day in and day out life experience, mm-hmm. what you're doing, why you're doing it, who you're doing it for, and kind of what what stakes you have in that game. Mm, that's great. Well, let's turn to the the main topic uh, of this episode, which is. Uh, creating healthy habits for for leaders. So, what's important about having habits uh, as a leader? Wow. Uh, well, that's a that's a great tee up. I mean, so much. <laughs> I mean, who you are as a leader. I mean, being a leader comes down to to being able to influence. Mm-hmm. And and full stop. I mean, you influence people in two ways: by who you are and by what you do. And you know. If, if that's true, and I certainly believe based on you know, personal experience, both as a leader, as someone who's been led, and also more from the kind of the theoretical or more, I guess, the academic approach, I, I believe it's very true, then you have to take an honest look at habits. I mean, mm-hmm. to, to, to not do so would be unwise at best and, and dangerous uh, at worst. And, and what I mean by that is so much of what we do uh, or who we are on a day-to-day basis is habitual. Mm-hmm. And by by no means is that a new concept that uh, you know I'm putting on the table, but when you look at the research that's available, either from the behavioral sciences or psychology, um, neuroscience for sure, or if you look at um, the data that is now um, just cropping up more and more as technology is easier and cheaper and pro- proliferating, um, it's it's really clear that if you are not consciously aware of what you are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, your habits in terms of your thought streams and your actions will drive you. Hmm. So, uh, so why not make sure you're going in the direction that's really going to serve you and, and what's most important to you? Okay. And, um, I guess in your experience, having uh, been, you know, um, working with other leaders, you being a leader yourself, 
what what are a couple of habits that are really effective in terms of that influencing and that leadership skills that essentially will make an impact on on how they lead and influence others? Sure. Well, I mean, there's 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 so many ways to answer this. Um, and and before I do answer it, I mean, I would start by saying that that um, leadership is 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 all about the context in which you're operating. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, our our business uh, focuses on on building, um, you know taking daily steps or daily actions and turning those actions into habits mm-hmm. within, within the enterprise environment. So that's mm-hmm. within the big, the big businesses of the world. Okay. Um, but to, to answer your question around leadership, I mean, you know, our team is doing a lot of research in, in a lot of different neat spaces, but in some ways it, it all comes back to the individual. Mm. And as, as much as, um, you know, I, I can and would be happy to kind of share, you know, what you do from nine to five at the office you know, it's so much more than that. It's, it's about who you are as a person and what your personal habits are. So there's kind of like a personal domain that absolutely impacts how you show up as a leader. And then, of course, there's the more traditional, which, you know, I think is where you, where you were going with your question in terms of, you know, within the rhythm of the business as mm-hmm. at the office, as you're leading your team, what can you do? And there's, there's so many different things. I mean, if, if you look at the, a clock, uh, as you go through the day, there's there's different scenarios or moments where you can can really develop mm-hmm. habits that are going to serve you. Um, so that's that's kind of the, the backdrop, and we can we can take that wherever where wherever you'd like to go. An area to talk about is uh, oftentimes companies have expectations of managers uh, that you you're coaching your team, that you're giving feedback, uh, that you're building rapport. I think about a team specifically or how you manage your team specifically. And sort of one habit that maybe uh, I tried to do during my time as a people manager is uh, make a conscious choice or making it intentional to actually reach out to my team members that were in remote offices. So in, in other locations, just sending them an IM at least once a week and seeing how, you, how are you doing, you know, especially if we don't have a one-on-one thinking it, uh, about it more in that sense, but you know, feel free to share a different example that I think listeners may actually think about and be interested in implementing on their own. A- a- absolutely. I'll, I'll provide a couple examples. And I mean, the, the areas that, are, that we're most interested at, uh, at Smart Habit you know, fall under the buckets of leadership, innovation, mm-hmm. productivity, okay. sales, okay. sustainability, and, and even wellness, because okay. you know, we, we really do focus on the whole person. Mm. Um, but some specific examples. So like, you know, you talk about reaching out to remote teammates. Um, that's, that's absolutely an action that if you do it repeatedly over time, mm-hmm. uh, either with the same individual or a few individuals, there's no question you're going to start to see a return. Now, what does that return look like? It could mean uh, deeper, deeper trust, more mm-hmm. rapport. Mm-hmm. Um, that translates into more influence, which, which ultimately can ladder up to making it easier for you to get your, your work done. So the reason why I say that is great example probably falls under the, the leadership or the kind of the influencing bucket. Mm-hmm. Uh, to your question around a specific example. So um, you have a meeting, let's say a conference call. Uh, you're, you're talking with a couple individuals on the phone. It's something as simple as sending a quick note recapping, you know, mm. what, what you heard right, or what right. you thought you heard and suggest yeah. next steps. Ah, yes. Um, you know, something. Yeah, I, that's, a, that's a great uh, habit to, to, to have because a lot of uh, leaders, even, you know, people that, that run the meetings actually don't do that. And it's, it creates such a, 
a huge impact, especially in getting commitment and getting people on the, on the same page. And I, I don't think a lot of people do that as much as they should. Absolutely. And, and, and if I may, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of things about that. I mean, you know, I would imagine that um, none, of your, none of your listeners, maybe one, but probably none of them are, are sitting there saying, wow, you know, I've never thought of that. I've uh-huh. never, you know, so it's, it's not necessarily about uncommon sense. It's not necessarily about things that are surprising. Hmm. Um, we see this huge opportunity in helping make common sense, common practice. Hmm. You know, so, and, and again, there's a lot of ways we can do that, which I'm, you know, happy to share, but it's, yeah. it's not necessarily about incredibly complex stuff. In right. fact, what we're finding, and uh, again, a lot of the research, for example, um, out of Stanford, um, is all around this thin slicing and getting to the, to very, the very specific small actions um, that, again, when done over time, you, mm-hmm. you can, you can kind of hear the narrative play out, turns into a habit, and then that ladders into to bigger results. But mm-hmm. it's, it's not about big things. It's about small things. And it's not about activity. It's about the right activity at the right time and the yeah. right way. So let, let's, let's run with this uh, example of, you know, sending a follow-up note after a meeting. So tell, tell us about how um, smart habit plays into that or how smart habit would help an individual take on that habit and implement it. A- absolutely, and and just for some for for some context, I mean, there's there's really three ways we support our users. Um, mm. We have research, we have an engagement platform, and we have a small but growing community. Mm. And the research, of course, informs um, a lot of things, including the the engagement platform that provides the in the moment coaching. And then once the, um, once the user kind of graduates, so to speak, from the user experience on the platform, they, they then flow in and, and are finding some very useful resources in our community. Hmm. So that's just for some context. But in, in terms of how we really support, uh, in this case, this user with this particular action, um, they're using our engagement platform. Uh, usually our engagement platform is something that they'll interact with. Uh, for extended periods of time. So okay. it's, it's, it's not a, a one day or, or two day or one mm. week thing. Uh, generally, it ranges from 30 days on the short end to 90 days on the longer end. And then as they're engaging with that platform, the in the moment coaching does three things. Number one, it guides them. Number two, it enables them. And number three, it entertains them. I mean, mm. it's like, a, it's a fun experience. And if you think of those three elements around guiding, enabling, which is a bit of a geeky term, but that's kind of what we do. We make things easy. That's what enable means. And then uh, the entertainment, um, we take in working with either the user and or their, their boss or, or their stakeholder who's you know, making this platform accessible to them, we look for the critical ways or the critical daily actions that that individual can take mm. to elevate his or her performance on the job. And then kind of getting to this specific example, um, the, the, the digital coaching experience will provide prompts on a regular basis that simply um, offers guidance and suggestions on, hey, you've got a call with so-and-so coming up. Now would be a great opportunity to do yeah. X, X, Y, and Z. And then um, if you think of like Fitbit, uh, where yeah. Fitbit's tracking your actions through physical steps, then we make it very easy for users to simply signal that they have either done or, or not done right. that key daily action. 
and it's really that simple. And then we encourage them. Uh, we provide uh, accountability and, um, and we make working fun. Cause I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, what, what we're all about is around revolution, revolutionizing the way work gets done. And it's, and it's nothing short of that. That's, that's right. what we're aiming to do. Give people the guidance, make working easier and let them have fun. Cause as we know, life is short. So what, what I love about this is that these are very lightweight nudges. At least it feels like very lightweight nudges uh, to me and, and be easily implemented. Can you, can you say a little bit more about the partnership between the individual and, and the manager and how important that is in rolling this out? So a couple of things. First of all, I mean, you know, to your comment around the nudges. So that's, that's exactly the type of user experience we, we have been creating. Uh, very lightweight, light touch experiences. Mm-hmm. Kind of the caution is is when we're we're talking to folks early on in our in our relationship or partnership, is is to not um, to not oversimplify and to to not underestimate the power of mm-hmm. of getting the right type of in the moment coaching mm-hmm. at, at the right time. So that would kind of be the the first thing. And then you know as far as the the um, employee manager relation. I mean, we could we could do a whole uh, whole episode on this. I think, um, be, because um, we believe in a hundred percent ownership uh, mm-hmm. from both the employee and a hundred percent ownership from uh, from the manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what that means, of course, is that um, you know you you do have to own your own career. There's no question yep. about that mm-hmm. from the employee perspective. As a manager, of course, if you're not leading your people, truly, what value are you adding for for your organization? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't say that to be rude, but I mean, that's that's kind of how we see it. So, how yeah. are you really enabling the next, you know, the next level of talent? And then that's something that we feel so strongly about. You know, if, as we've been working with our enterprise customers, part of our in the moment coaching experience revolves around two things: one, giving the manager support and guidance so he or she can do the kind of be the best version of themselves mm. and give and give their team a support and then we we've, we've also built in this mechanism because we're working with a lot of um, you know the, the the tech companies in the valley and and one thing that's loud and clear is you know we've heard for years you know getting the millennial mm-hmm. uh, equation right uh, so mm. that again that's that's not new but you know one thing we've learned about millennials especially kind of the high achieving ones that we've uh, encountered in the valley companies is that they also want their opinion to be heard mm-hmm. and they're not afraid to share it so we've mm-hmm. we've built in a neat mechanism where the users that is the employee mm-hmm. actually provide some feedback to the manager oh. on how well he or she is doing oh great right. and um you know you, you can imagine there's there's lots of benefits and you know there, yeah. there's, there's some 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 things you probably have to sidestep too and make sure it's right for the culture and make sure it's done in the right way but mm-hmm. um Again, with our customers, we've we've seen it be very successful, and it's it's something we're actually going deeper and deeper in because there's there is value here not only for the for the user that is the right. employee, but right. for the, uh, the the manager. That's great. So you you know um, then the individual can use the, this feedback from different stakeholders to determine the habits that they want to to create. Bingo, bingo, yeah. and and. Got and it. Yeah, and, and and we're also we're also quick to say, look, feedback is just that. It's it's data point. You know, it's it's, it's a data point. It's not necessarily, um, you know, what's it? A com- a coming down on a clay tablet from the mount. It's it's, right, right. it's, it's a data point for you to consider um, that that our users find very helpful. Yeah. So if you get the feedback is, uh, you know, the, the the manager doesn't give me enough phrases 
that's not necessarily a habit you (laughs) (laughs) exactly Exactly. i like that i like okay great and um i know you 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 guys have been working with some customers already can you share uh any um impact or results that you produce so far and that you know that's been meaningful Absolutely. Um, so so we, we've been in this fortunate space where, of course, building habits is not anything new, but we're just at this intersection of the business world being so crazy, uh, meaning so complex, moving so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, you know, learning styles are changing. We've got mm-hmm. new workforce in the, in the workplace. Uh, and then technology is, is so much more ingra- ingrained and embedded into our daily lives. Mm-hmm. So with all those forces, there's just been this pent up demand or this need. So we've been working with lots of folks, various industries. We have been working with several in, in the Valley in particular. So some of the, some of the results that we've seen, um, first of all, first and foremost around engagement. So we're seeing not only employee engagements seem to, to move in the right direction, meaning go up. We're seeing by quantifiable uh, data points, we're seeing engagement in the process go up over time. Mm. So, so what that means, put simply, is that people are doing what they say is more important uh, or mm. what their business leaders are saying is, is business critical um, more as they engage. And we, we've, we've done some kind of double and triple clicking into the data to understand why. And it, and it really comes back to kind of the game mechanics embedded in the platform and really... Um, Frankly, the, the very smart, much smarter than us uh, folks at the at the Stanford and Harvards of the world, uh, who we consulted with in their mm-hmm. research to to build out the platform. So we're seeing um, daily actions go up. Mm-hmm. We're seeing mm-hmm. engagement in the platform again as time progresses. So as you get deeper into the experience, you know, keep in mind normally, you know, there's like decay or there's half life where you get mm-hmm. less and less participation. We've actually been been breaking that trend and. What's neat is it's, it's not just with uh, kind of new, new individuals to an organization, uh, like new hires, or it's not just with key transitions. Uh, we even have, um, you know, some data with vice president level individuals, large real estate company, uh, multi-billion dollar company, not a, not a uh, love mom and pop, pop shops, but not, mm-hmm. a, not a small one by any stretch, um, where they were engaging with the process of building smart habits um, more and more over time. So, oh, wow. um, but by no means do we have the code cracked. We're very much still in, in learning mode with all of our customers, but um, the results have been promising and um, we're, we're very busy. You know, I, I actually wish that I had this when I was in, in corporate. <laughs> you know, I used to have post-its and uh, markers on my calendar to do <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and, and you know what? We'll, we'll be the last person, last team to ever, you know, to ever diss or knock uh, post-its. I mean, they... they <laughs> <laughs> they they have their value and and, and all that good stuff. We're, we're just we're just offering up you know another alternative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, th- this is uh, ex- extremely informative. Before we end, uh, I'd love for you to share. This is what we always end with. Uh, okay. Episode. We'd love for you to share a fictional character. Uh, this can be from a book, a movie, a television show a fictional character who you admire as a leader? Uh, <laughs> oh, you got me. Let's see, a fictional character. So that, that's make-believe, right? Yes, <laughs> no, make-believe. No. Um, fictional character. Can I throw two? Sure, yeah. 
Okay, and, and I, don't, I don't know which, which would dominate, and this probably says more about me and my need to see a good therapist potentially. But, <laughs> you know, two comes to mind. Um, okay. Indiana Jones and Forrest Gump. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let, let's go with, uh, with uh, Indiana Jones first. Well, come on. So Indiana Jones, I mean, talk about making every day, turning it into an adventure, um, mm -hmm. facing, facing fear in its face and acting in spite of it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, there's so much to love about Indiana's, um, you know, resilience, his, his independence, his charisma, mm -hmm. um, his willingness to stick his neck out and, you know, one way or the other, get the job done. Mm -hmm. So, so in, in Indiana Jones, you know, push comes to shove, you know, he, he'd be my guy. Okay. Um, but, but I gotta be fair. I mean, the reason why Forrest Gump comes up, um, and I know I just probably uh, went down, I uh, lost respect from half of your listeners, but you know, for, <laughs> Forrest Gump is, you know, he enjoys every single day, whereas Indiana Jones uh. is, is, is on an adventure. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's a simplicity in what Forrest appreciates um, that frankly, I, I'm, you know, still aspire to, I mean, just, he gets lost in, um, he gets lost in the small moments. Uh, he definitely can see, you know, moments for what they are in, in the, in the broader narrative of his life. And, um, you know, let's not sell Forrest short, you know, he, he, um, he accomplished an awful lot of those, those things. And, and there's something that I, I, I find truly compelling about him. It's that, um, he was always underestimated. Right. And, um, and there was a quality that, um, you know, the, the more the, you know, the winds were in his face, um, the more surprising he was to the individuals around him in getting the job done. And, and from a, from a leadership aspect, I mean, there's, there's times to be an Indiana Jones and, and take uh, mm -hmm. the situation by the horn. Um, and then there's also times to, you know, just kind of accept things where they are, yeah. embrace, embrace the criticism. It's never fun. Mm -hmm. um, but know that um, there's probably something inside of you that's going to be able to push you over the edge and, and, and help you do things that may even surprise yourself. So I, I go with Indiana Jones and Forrest Gump any okay. day of the week. Yeah. Well, I actually uh, would agree with you that Forrest Gump was a, was a good leader. You know, he inspired people uh, in his own way. Right? If you remember the scene of uh, or uh, the story of him running across America or just continuously running, he had a totally. of people following him, right? Yeah. That inspired, <laughs> that inspired uh, uh, people. Uh, and he just did it. It, it wasn't, he wasn't the rah-rah person like Indiana Jones. Uh, he did it his own way. It, it, exactly. And, and, and you and I share a lot of interest in the coaching space around, you know, doing versus acting and how they're both part of the same equation. And, mm -hmm. and, I, and I almost think of um, kind of Indiana being the active doer. Mm. And uh, I think of, uh, in some ways, Forrest just kind of being who he was. And of yeah. course, he was, he was underestimated and in some ways, um, you know, right. probably not the brightest guy, uh, at least in a worldly sense, mm -hmm. but clearly who he was on a regular basis, as you said, brought his own following. Yeah, and um, they had courage in different ways as well. It, it, exactly, courage doesn't mean bravado. Courage means being open to uncertainty, risk, mm -hmm. and uh, criticism. And just doing it. And just and just being who you are and doing it, yeah. moving forward, yeah. yeah. Oh, those are great examples. I think, uh, you know, I always uh, 
say that you can learn a lot from pop culture. And I, I, <laughs> I learned something from uh, for the Forrest Gump example. There you go. Well, good. <laughs> now I'll have to rewatch it and see what other leadership moments. Are, uh, that, 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 that's right. I, I, next time I watch it, I, I hope I just didn't ruin the movie for me by using it. But yeah, I'll have to watch it again too. By the way, since you have kids, I, I highly recommend watching Babe from a leadership perspective uh, and see what you think. Yeah. I I will, I'll have to take that down. I'm I'm writing that down right now. So that that was not on my list, but uh, with my five and two year old, um, I can hopefully entertain them and keep them. And learn something yourself. And and learn something myself. Well, thank you for for being here, Mike. Uh, Got a lot of takeaways from uh, Smart Habit. Well, thank you so much for uh, for having me. It's always uh, always great chatting, and uh, really enjoyed it. Great, thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leaders Foundry podcast. As always, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes. To find out more information about the Leaders Foundry, you can find us at theleadersfoundry.com. dot